Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, a podcast for and about the people of the Nashville restaurant scene. Now here's your host, the CEO of New Light Hospitality Solutions, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City, and welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and happy Memorial Day to you and yours. We have a special day today, special show. And first and foremost, I just want to say thank you to all the, all the service men and women who have uh, lost their lives so that we can be free. I mean, as simple as that. Thank you. Uh, I just, I don't even know how to appreciate it more than I do. I also want to say thanks to all of the veterans out there. I love you guys. Thank you for your service as well. Today's show is fitting. We have a story of a couple of veterans. They wanted to open a bar in Nashville where you could shoot guns. So they opened a place called The Whiskey Shot. And it's in Printer's Alley. And it is open now and tomorrow. They start doing live music. These guys had scheduled to open their restaurant on March the 14th. Uh, yeah. So they've had a uh, interesting last couple months. I, I can't wait for you to hear their story. But before we get to that, I want to tell you a little something about Kurt's Hospitality Marketing. Not only do they sponsor this show, but I'm also a client. They do all of my social media. We talk about marketing strategy all the time. I'm constantly impressed with the things that they're bringing to the table. And um, I love them. They're just, they're just fantastic. So if you need help with your social media marketing strategy, check them out. Go to KurtzHospitality.com. That's K-U-R-T-Z Hospitality.com. I also want to say uh, thank you. Check out uh, Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. The best restaurants use Springer Mountain Farms Chicken. So you should too. Join the flock. Go to SpringerMountainFarms.com and stay up to date with upcoming news, easy recipe videos, promotions, and more. It's real easy. You just go to SpringerMountainFarms.com, you type in your email address, and voila, you start getting really cool stuff right in your inbox. I also want to make one more announcement before we get going here. We have a new website. So Nashville Restaurant Radio is not just on Facebook, not just on Instagram anymore. We have our very own standalone website. At this website, you can play any episode that we have. I'm also starting to write a blog, and we'll have pictures, comments. I have some bonus footage. I have started recording these interviews live, uh, actual video of these. So uh, once I get the YouTube channel up and running, you'll be able to watch me interview uh, all these guests. So that's going to be a pretty cool feature. So stay tuned. Lots of fun things are in the works. But right now, let's jump into um, Adam, Jim, and John Henry talk about their new place, The Whiskey Shot. So welcome into Nashville Restaurant Radio. We are here live at The Whiskey Shot. And we are meeting with the three gentlemen who run this place, uh, the owners and the general manager. Right? John yes, Henry. Sir. Yes, sir. John Henry, the general manager. Hello, man. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for letting us be here. 
Uh, and then we have Jim and Adam. You guys are the owners. That is correct. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming. Well, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so excited. When I first heard that there was a place called the Whiskey Shot going into uh, Printer's Alley, I kind of, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know, like, okay, is it a place that you go and do shots of whiskey? Is, <laughs> is this going to be just like a drunk fest? I, just, I didn't quite know. But then I did a little bit of research on you, and I became fascinated relatively quickly that the whiskey shot is a reference to the fact that you have a whole bunch of whiskey, and you can shoot here. That is true. Yes, sir. Whiskey and guns. That's what we are. Whiskey and guns. All right, so let's just jump right in. Where does that, where, what's the genesis of whiskey and guns? You want to go with it? I mean, no, no, no. It's a, it's a silly story. But sitting around a campfire somewhere here in Tennessee, a uh, bunch of old grumpy guys that got out of the military. We're talking about how to have fun with, you know, some of the military things we'd done. We're telling stupid stories. Somehow, that became an idea for Adam here, and uh, he kind of ran with it. Uh, he so gave you me guys are military guys? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My buddy here was in the Army, and I was in the Marines. Well, thank you very much for your service. Um, certainly sure. appreciate that, and our listeners do as well. So you're hanging out by a campfire telling gun stories, and who? Adam has the idea? Yeah, so we had the idea of, uh, you know, being on a range is, uh, is, is serious, and being on a commercial range is limiting. Obviously, you can do what you can do on, a, on an indoor range or commercial range. Um, in the military, you had a lot more leeway, so you had a lot more fun on ranges. Shot much bigger guns, shot in bigger places, different places, that type of thing. And, uh, you know, again, the limiting factor is safety. I mean, firearm safety is very important. It's obviously paramount in any live shooting scenario. And we discussed the fact that in these virtual simulators, you could have all the fun of live shooting but you could add alcohol and you could remove the range officer. So essentially, you can always add your buddies. Yeah, this absolutely right. You so you and your buddies can come here and you can, uh, you can shoot guns. You can shoot an M60 uh, at military targets. You can shoot cartoon pirates. You can, you know, fight the zombie apocalypse and you can do it over beers. I, so I, I've, I'm like, uh, I'm special because I've got to go check this out not long ago. And it's really cool. These guns are not like plastic guns. They're like real guns. Yeah. Well, they feel very real. That was the concept. We kind of had to piece them together from two or three different sources. We kind of had to build them ourselves, design them ourselves. The guns give you good recoil. They, they look real. They operate real. They're not real guns. But for all intents and purposes, you won't tell a difference until you actually pull the trigger. Yeah. Uh, and even then, you know, it's a, it's a full, it's a good experience. You will feel like you've been to the range after you've run a few of these targets. So how long did it take to develop this concept? Like, where do you find the equipment? Where do you like, what's the next step? You're sitting at a campfire, you're saying, we should open a bar with whiskey and guns. <laughs> Who's the one that says, hey, I'll look into that. I'll start doing research. So, so I went out and uh, I reached out to some of the manufacturers that I'd worked with uh, during my military career. And I looked at some of the commercial systems that they were selling, uh, primarily to military and law enforcement. And there's uh, there's three major manufacturers. They sell everything from, uh, you know, uh, systems designed for marksmanship to uh, complete, you know, Navy attack vessels on rollers and 360 degree screens. They do uh, tank simulators, every imaginable thing, uh, aircraft simulators, simulators like it, you name it, they build it. And we essentially looked at several manufacturers. And we, uh, over trial and elimination, 
we figured out how to dumb it down enough to bring it into a bar. So if I, so there's how many? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six shooting. We have we have five shooting lanes in our current configuration. Five shooting lanes, and then above the bar, you're going to potentially do skeet shooting. Oh, we'll do an additional shooting lane, and it'll offer everything from skeet to you know other targets, and you'll be able to shoot right over customers' heads. <laughs> Which you can't do at the range, not typically. Not, not Although the Marine Corps does do that occasionally, they shoot over your heads just to sort of, you know, get you the idea of the bullet snap and the, you know, the crack. But still not in a bar. Not in a bar. That is true. <laughs> that is true. This is something you're not yeah. going to get away with very many places. All right. So I've got a question because I have five and six year old boys. Every time we go to Gatlinburg, they have a they have a place called the Shoot 'Em Up Cinema. Right. So it's an actual movie theater you go into. You sit on a horse. And they give you these plastic guns, and you go around, and the, the horses move, and they have uh, people on the screen. You shoot the screen, you go do it. My kids would go crazy for this. Oh, of course, it'd be we'd be a killer birthday place. We could team this up with is, Chuck E. Cheese. This is a bar. We could have Chuck E. Cheese bring the adult version of that. Okay, so no sure. kids allowed. No kids allowed. Okay, just if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my god, my kids would love that because I just had that thought. My, my kids would love this too, but no kids allowed. Do you? Would you do like a private like? buyout if somebody out there had children that were no we're this is a i don't want to use the, the phrase adult entertainment but this is a, this is a bar for you know for, for people okay. of drinking age good let's well, i want to clarify that so that people they start thinking hey let's see what we can do this is an adult place you can go to drink so you, you get the you get the the tech you how'd you find the place hours of research this yeah, guy's driving the streets we're driving the streets you looked at I mean, how many places did we look at? We looked yeah, at we looked at quite a few places, and uh, this place offers, you know, this building was built, well, first of all, Printer's Alley is, is, is you know, fits our concept, it fits what we're doing. Uh, Printer's Alley is about, you know, prohibition, and about, you know, that it's got a great history of, 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 of this type of entertainment, yeah. so it really fits our concept well. We, uh, we found this location, this is from uh, late 1800s, this was actually Booch Randolph space, uh, a very famous uh, country musician in the 60s and 70s and uh i mean it's it's a great it, the space has a lot of character this is even without the shooting i mean it's a great bar it's producer has so much character to me it's in downtown nashville which i think will come back i mean i drove today specifically down broadway and i saw a lot of people outside now it's pretty and it's a saturday afternoon there's a lot of people walking around i'd say a lot of people nothing like it used to be but there was people out and about and it was very encouraging to me i was very excited we've watched it day by day we've, we've been watching this for a few months now and it's uh it went from a ghost town where you could ride your bicycle up and down the streets and never see anybody to what looks like a thriving metropolis again yeah. it's just not the nashville that was here in february yeah. or nashville that was here john henry what are your thoughts on that you've uh, you've been in this industry a long time what do you think yeah, um, you know, it's, we're just hoping that you know the traffic comes back in full like it was before, and 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 it's a return to normalcy is. We're hoping you know weeks away, but I mean we don't know. Nobody knows in going in you know this and how it's how it's evolved and you know just the crowds down, as Jim was just alluding to, it looks different than it did before. The the makeup of the crowds, the age groups of the crowds, and and what their you know intentions are. Coming down the Broadway before it was like we're going bar hopping, we're going to hit the honky tonks, and now it's like. Let's get some fresh air. Uh, there's no tourists. We got Nashville to ourselves, which is great. But again, including the the younger age that's down here and not being our market is problematic for just trying to invite people in and to, to see it, you know, our place. Well, that was my next comment was, 
I'm really excited, like as a Nashvillian. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna open tomorrow with live music. So if you live in Nashville and you don't want to go fight all of the insane, what would be a normal Memorial Day weekend in downtown, I think it's a pretty safe bet. You can come downtown and enjoy yourself, pretend like you're a tourist without having to have everybody, right? Yeah, well, I gotta tell you, I, this has always been my home. It seems like I, I grew up in and out of the Ryman, and of course, you know, after it changed the locations, I had an aunt that. that that worked at the, uh, she played opposite of Mini Pearl. Oh, wow. I was downtown all the time. There's always something going on downtown. And so after I left the Marine Corps, I moved to Second Avenue and I lived here for several years. Eventually the honky tonks aren't the place you go. You find Printer's Alley and quickly Lonnie's or uh, Skulls Street. or Bourbon Street, that becomes your Black home before you go to bed. And Black Rabbit now, absolutely, it's a wonderful place. And those are places that you can go and relax and have a good time without having to worry about getting your hand stamped or waiting in line for an hour or having the bizarre behavior that sometimes you see. I love this place. The alley's always been great. And when we found this, this joint, this was the one. When we walked into the place, we saw it. We said, yeah, this is going to be for us. And it's, it's, it, I think it's going to be, we're going to be an asset to the alley. As things open back up, we're going to bring people in here that the alley hadn't seen in a while. Um, I think people are going to come back out to see the alley again. So I'm excited for it, and I'm excited that you're here. And I want to get into a little bit of like the restaurant operation side. So this has been a crazy market. I mean, when did you guys start doing this? Just do so it. we started uh, probably about a year ago is when this conversation started. And uh, as a side note, like, you know, we were, uh, we were we were ready to go. We 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 brought in our liquor. We were prepared to open the door on uh, Friday, March 13th, and that was the weekend the city was closed down. So we, uh, so, so we didn't open them. Yeah. So what actually happened was we were, uh, man, we rushed through this build out, um, and we, uh, we were humping, we were ready to go, and we essentially closed instead of opened. And we've been, we've been biding our time for two months now, waiting for the opportunity to open. So when did you officially open the doors? Uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks March ago, Monday. 11th, right? Monday will be March 11th. Is no, that right? No, May. Oh, May 11th. That's right. May, May 11th. 11th. May 11th. So the day that the, the phase one started. Correct. You guys jumped right in. Absolutely. How has business been? Uh, business as expected. Uh, some of the things that you know we don't have, obviously, we're about the whiskey and guns. We have the bar, but the guns is going to be a big attraction. Sure. And we have things set up as far as our bar, our drink specials, and all of the things that go with it to keep people curious, to keep people involved in, in their drinking as well as a shooting. But when you lose the shooting, our concern was holding people here. And to our surprise, they stayed in longer than they have so where the crowd numbers haven't been where we would like to see and we understand why coming out of, we're just rolling out mm -hmm. um, the people that have come out have spent some time with us and enjoyed it and we've had people come back I've seen in the just a little not quite two weeks yet I've seen people three and four times that live in the neighborhood telling neighbors bringing other neighbors out with them and that's been a huge asset to us so we appreciate everyone coming out so who you hear talking right now is John Henry and this is what I was getting at with my line of questioning. You get to a point to where you're so excited, you have these ideas, you get everything going. This is, this is not a cheap endeavor, this is a beautiful facility. You guys have done a wonderful job building it out. And you get to March 13th opening and nope, not gonna happen. Coronavirus hit you. My kids got to make a lot of lemonade. We had cases of lemons and limes. So my kids made a lot of lemonade. I guess your kids had some lemonade. 
this is a literal when life gives you lemons. You made lemonade. That's a great analogy. Fortunately, we had a we we've got a good menu that we fell back on. It seems. I mean, when you notice the cooks from surrounding businesses coming in to have dinner with us, that's when you know we've got a pretty good. That is a good deal. So you've got it, but you've got to run the place. You get everything set up. You've got to run the place. You bring in John Henry. So we brought John Henry in. So we, we brought John Henry in late January um, with the intention of building out the, the, the bar restaurant side of it while we focused on the, the, you know, the, the facility itself and the, the electronics and equipment. So what were some of your challenges? What have you been doing? Let's talk about John Henry starting in January. Tell me your yeah. journey through so all this. So the challenges up until opening were, um, and, and let me take a quick moment and, and give these guys some props because I've been involved in a number of openings and it's always entailed some contractors or uh, construction crews, these guys did everything themselves for the most part. I mean, oh, wow. um, I've never seen that done by owners being so hands-on and they did it in about two-thirds of the time a, a company usually goes in. They did a little, about two months instead of three and three is typical across the board regardless of the project. So um, I don't even know if they know they, they beat it by quite a bit. So they, they deserve, and, and they, so this creation From the look, see, he just figured, he just found out. Yeah. So this creation you see is what came out in just a few months time from them getting the spot to them, us being ready to open the door. So we were in a killer rush to do that. So there was the, the time crunch of, you know, permits and things like that. And, and they learned a lot about it and, you know, how you got to wait in line and, and, and just kind of, you know, know who to talk to. And I'm going to go back to this person. But mine was the space in the kitchen because you have to have food in Tennessee to have a bar. Of course. And we didn't want to do just Hot Pockets and potato chips and things like that, so. Um, Which might have been the case had it been left up to Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what we came up with, you know, we strictly using a, a hot table, some uh, eyelets to uh, do some quick sautés and warm things up, and we've got convection ovens. No fryers, nothing's deep fried, nothing's microwaved here. Really? And uh, it turned out to be a nice, tasty little menu that we can actually rest our laurels on a little bit. That's, and that's what made us comfortable opening up phase one right away, was we actually have some food where you can come in and eat some food. So that was like a, a, a late addition, because the food, again, is not the, the focus. So to be able to have that in the opening, that's what we needed to lean on to get things up and rolling. So now we can roll in and unveil the whole concept as we go along through the phases with the, with the reopening. And, and the food's great, we're keeping it. <laughs> it really is. Uh, no, that's fantastic, we're keeping it. That's excellent. So let's see, so bring in a guy like John Henry. John, let's, let's go into a little bit of your background. You know, right. So you got two guys that aren't really bar restaurant guys coming in here doing this. They had the idea and they're financing it. But they bring you in. What's kind of your history in Nashville? Um, I, I've been around uh, inside and outside of the city opening bars and nightclubs for companies. Uh, I worked with Grand Central Station, which a lot of people who have been in Nashville a while know very well. It's where the trying the, to forget the current George, <laughs> the, the current George Jones Museum is there now. And at one time we had s seven individual concepts in the same building, so it was literally like running seven different bars, and most of them did totals equal to what a smaller bar would do. Um, but it was all run under the same management, same managers, same employees. Um, we even switched. So it was one huge business, but doing the you know, business of all these different concepts put together. So I think that um, was a big draw for the guys and having been right downtown just a few blocks away. Um, a lot of things have changed, but you know, people are people. So the whole, um, you know, there's, there's been generations as far as bar generations go. We talk about that in, you know, five years and 10 year increments as opposed to actual generations of people. And because uh, things change so quickly. In, bar in generations. Yeah. 
That could be like a soap they opera. Just, <laughs> be, yeah. hey, generations. A guy, that, hey, a guy wa- I walked in with me today who was a bartender here when Boots Randolph ran the place. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He took a little tour and uh, you know we talked about what's changed and kind of what stayed the same. Like, he had some great stories about it. And uh, so, so I think to your point, like yeah. things change, but things stay the same. Right? And, and last week we had two the twins that came in, two gentlemen. They were they were celebrating their. 60th birthday, I believe, but oh. they came their 18th birthday, which the drinking age was 18 then, they came to Boots Place when they were 18 years old, and they came down because they were eating dinner at Skulls, and they had to walk in to see what was going on with Boots' that place. Hell, Jim's aunt sang on the stage in this place. <laughs> she did, several years back, she sang. I think she's 78 now, but she performed in this space in addition to the Robin and the, and the Grand Ole Opry. Nice. So, so this place has got some good history. It's got some great history. But, you know, we hadn't heard enough bar stories from John, but I guess if we hang out together, we're going to hear some more. But well, give us a, a good day for a bar story. Give us a, give us a good, <laughs> give us a good, like, so you've Graham Central Station. Where else, where else have, what's your Nashville history? What, and your bar generations, give me some more names. Um, well, what's funny because uh, I worked with Coyote Ugly, okay. uh, which is still on 2nd Avenue. Yes. Um, but I worked with them at multiple locations outside. Bar Management Group, who had the old Bar National concept, the old Time Lounge, and Have a Nice Day Cafe, they had nine concepts total in their company, and I was hired by them at, from Graham, and they took me out of state and city to city setting up bars and clubs, and that was a great experience seeing the differences, you know, for region, you know, how people reacted to things and different marketing strategies, but the, again, that underlying sameness with whether it's uh, the times people come out and how they react to weather, how they react to hot weather, how they react to the longer days in the summer as opposed to the shorter days in the winter. And there's so much psychology behind it. So that was a great learning experience because you're always throwing curveballs of what you, you, know, you expect, you, you lay out a plan, but you always have to have B, C, and D ready because you never know what's going to flip your plan on a moment's notice. Now that being said, a tornado followed by a worldwide pandemic, I have never experienced, and I have no playbook whatsoever. Yeah, none of us planned for this, obviously. Come on, man! <laughs> but you're a businessman. <laughs> so what? Thank God we did have a plan, though. So what have you seen? Give us something. Give us something. I and mean, those are some pretty so illustrious times. This, late night. So many things. Um, but what's some of the crazy things on the openings? You have the crew there, and you live in apartments together, and you're going city to city. And um, I was the kind of point on a lot of these projects. So you have guys that came up in the bar business. They might be, you know, all-star bartenders. They're coming into the trainings, or they're really kids. You know, 25 years old. They're in a strange city. We're around the entertainment districts drinking, and things get a little crazy. So it was always. I had to become the mother hen also. But I had this guy when the Aflac commercials came out, and um, there, was, there was ducks at the lake behind this apartment complex. I rented out some, you know, some nice places for the, the crew to sit there. And this duck comes right up to the thing, and he starts feeding it, and he just grabs it and just breaks his neck right there. And I have to, I have a whole staff of horrified people that were there and like basically everyone looks at me like, how are you going to handle this? And you know, so <laughs> the things that you have to take into account are there. It's you know not just uh, there was no uh, godly. I don't know the, the the laws against it at the you know the time in this being Dayton, Ohio. But the the thing like that, things like that come up, and you're like, okay, how is it going to affect everybody personally? Like some of the girls were just broke down, like they saw their grandmother, you know, 
parish in front of them. But, and some of the guys were like, what's the big deal? I don't understand. You know, look, we can cook it, you know. So, you know, you have this whole array of reactions to this one incident that everyone was witness to at the exact same moment, unexpected. I would, so I would hope <laughs> nobody kills a duck in our place. No, no, no. And, uh, so, so you have, no you have guns and simulators, I mean, yeah. fake ducks. And, that, so, and then that goes to what my favorite uh, part about this business is realizing you're more outside the entertainment or you're outside the hospitality industry, you're more entertainment. Because people, and not just this concept, I'm talking about going out to bars in general. Because people are taking their expendable income and deciding where to spend it. And that's entertainment dollars is a way to look at it as opposed to eating dollars. Because you might go out to dinner, plan a dinner, you go have your dinner and you're gone. Out here, you're asking people to spend some time in your place, spend some, you know, get to know Hang you, yeah. develop a relationship, and be your place to come back to. So, in, in essence, you're looking at them to, you know, share in part of their life is where they're going to spend their dollars. So, we want that to be of value to them. So, when we, something like that happens, that same crew, when that grand opening happened for that particular club, which was in Ohio, no one knows those things happen. They come in and they see the, you know, they see the, the smiling faces. Everybody's on board, the business is front and center, and that's what the guys brought me on to do was to build their business, represent their business from their, for their vision. And I try to do that every day, just you know, bring people through and be able to explain things, what our vision is to them, so that, um, I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. I was just gonna say, yeah. so there's something to be said here, and this is something I like to ask people in your position. So as a leader, Right, so what you're describing to me is, is leadership. Right. When something like that happens, you're able to pivot, you're able to stay calm, mm -hmm. you don't freak out, you don't create drama, you use logic, you go into a, a, a leadership mode. When doing something like you're doing right now, what do you think the most important aspect of leadership is and what is your personal core value when it comes to that? I think the most, so this is a brand new concept, very exciting, but you have a lot of additional things with the equipment, the guns, the software. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of responsibility. And uh, I think as a, a leader and general manager, you have to take that responsibility as your own, as your own personal investment. And But you can't be stressed out, you can't show that. It's because the staff is looking to you for leadership and, and we're on the fly learning, in addition to a new menu and POS system for any business at this stage, we're learning the software ourselves and trying to get some training to the employees. And now with the coronavirus on top of it, there's a lot of back and forth, up and down. Some some employees haven't come back yet because they're making, quite frankly, more on uh, unemployment right now than they would coming back to a bar at 50% capacity. So there's a lot of additional challenges, and you know the stresses can get to you. But you, as a leader, that's the biggest thing: is to show confidence, show calmness. And that's going to reflect on your whole staff because then I need the staff reflect that to the the, the uh, customers and guests as they come in. We don't want them to be like, "Hey, we're a brand new place. We're running around like chickens with a head cut off. We don't know. We don't understand how the software works." But you know, we should really have a good time once you get a gun in your hand. Yes, with their heads cut off. Again, yeah, I'm so sorry. Like, you can kill ducks in our bar, <laughs> but it's a fake gun and it's fake ducks. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a fun opportunity because, you know, people that listen to this podcast are hospitality professionals, people that, but then the other side of it is people that are going to come dine here. People that are going to come spend their money and have a good time here. And I think one of the reasons that keeps me away from downtown is some of the tourists and the craziness that happens. If I'm coming here, you've been in bars forever. 
I want to talk about guest etiquette. All right, so if I'm coming here as a guest, what are some do's and don'ts? I got guns, I'm walking into this place, it's beautiful. Let's educate people so they don't have to be that guy. We don't want that guy so, around here. I'm putting words in your mouth. You may want that guy. What are some things that, what, what are some of the things you've so, learned? First and foremost, no real guns. Uh, no real guns. We're all gun lovers, but uh, real guns make real holes in our screens uh, and, and, and possibly people. shoot the neighbors. Yes. Uh, so no real guns, but uh, you don't have to bring your own gun. We're going to loan you one when you get here. Perfect. Um, and second of all, this is just, I, I mean, that's the point. They're fake guns. You can just come in. They're, they're, they're fake guns in a very realistic experience. So you can come in here. You can have a shot of whiskey. You can um, do all the things you could do in a real life Range, you know, shooting a range scenario, but you can do it in a fun and and you know in an enjoyable way. It's it's low pressure. It's uh, you don't have to wear the earmuffs. No, no earmuffs. Oh, no, yeah, no <laughs> fat guy in a red shirt yelling at you about which way you point your gun. None of that. We, uh, you know, that was the big thought was it's going to appeal to a certain crowd right off the bat, which is great, but that can't be your only crowd. So uh, everything from the the drink selections and the the specialties to the. Uh, the gun selections themselves, uh, the way they operate, the, the the game selections that you can play, the different uh, simulations, yeah. all that's been thought to to appeal to everyone, male, female, 21 to 60, it doesn't matter. And we found that everyone along those age ranges has enjoyed it. So even uh, maybe the uh, millennial female that might be the most be apt to be adverse to the gun concept, it's been open to everyone. And that's what we really wanted to do. So. We made sure with the food, the drinks, the ambiance that was created by these guys, that it appeals to everyone on all levels. And um, you can't usually be all things to, to everyone, and you're not going to please everyone, and I'm sure we won't. But I think we've done a good job of taking the focus off of knowing that group that we're going to appeal to, and it opened up to about 90% of the others out there. So let me ask you this. You come in here, and I want to drink. I want to get a whiskey neat, right? Now at home, I'm used to... I've been at home for the past two months, and my whiskey neat at home is like six ounces. I'm just, I'm pouring a glass of whiskey. I come here, what is it, two ounces? Yeah. You get a two ounce pour? Well, that's a state law. You know what? You know what? You know what you don't do is you don't come in here and say, "Man, come on, man, hook it up," right? What are some What are some of the standard things that? Because this this is general education for guests that come in. If you don't want to say it, I will. But like when you come in the door and you don't have an ID, like have an ID no matter what you do if you're coming downtown what are the things that you get what are the most guest complaints the things that are like come on man like get it together well let's just be grown up and let's be polite to the wait staff and the wait staff is going to treat you lovely our bartenders are, are wonderful people treat them like people don't treat them uh, well treat them responsibly and you'll be you'll, you'll have a great experience you're gonna have a great experience even if you act poorly, but you might not be invited back. Do you have to wear a mask in here right now? No. If you come in, if you come in, do not, no. so the people that are working here yeah, need to right. have to wear a mask. And when you say social distancing, because one of the things that I'm hearing right now from a lot of different restaurants is people there's there's a there's a quarantine anger. Like people come out, and I think people aren't used to being around other people. And when you say Sir, I need you to sit over here, or please don't do that. It's this is a free country, man. It's like whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I don't think we we haven't seen. I, this is a fun place. This is unique. It's different, and this is a fun experience. I mean, this is you know will be shortly. It's live music. It's police sirens. It's machine gun fire. It's it's really great cocktails. It's a 
it's a again a, a, a beautiful warm historic space and it's a great fun engaged staff I, I I I mean I just think you're gonna you come in here you're gonna have fun and that's what we've seen and that's what we're gonna continue to see. All right. I love it. I, I will come on in have a drink have a good time that's that's the message we want people I guess that's what we I want love to it. tell people well, that's good there's the old standby in Nashville too you see Dirk's Bentley hanging out downstairs drinking don't bother Mr. Bentley you know send him a glass of whiskey but uh, don't bother, bother Dolly if you see Dolly wandering around that's your, that's the only Nashville rule right leave have, him alone that, have a good time just don't bother the local wildlife the well, local wildlife work this place is gorgeous and I love the idea I love the concept um, I think that it's set up very well to socially distance. Like the way that you have the individual shooting lanes set up, they're, they're a good separation from each other. And I think that people can come out, enjoy themselves. It looks like a ton of fun. I cannot wait to come hang out myself when you're open and rocking and rolling. Please do. Please come back and see us. And uh, try some expensive whiskeys. They're sitting over there with the lids still on. Hey, you know, that's another experience we haven't talked about. So that's... Um, We'll so, talk about it. So besides firearms, I mean, our, our, our whole concept's whiskey and guns. Yep. So on the whiskey side, we've decided to do something I think that um, is, is sort of missing from a lot of the bar scene in Nashville. And what we've done is we've partnered closely with a number of the Tennessee distilleries. I mean, there's some great, great whiskeys made in Tennessee. We all know it. Every, every tourist that comes here comes here to drink the whiskey, right? Sure. So what we've done is we've partnered with them, and we're offering, uh, we're offering a bit of an education on whiskey. We're offering some whiskey flights. We're offering an opportunity for people to learn a little bit, like Nelson's Greenbrier, as an example, is right down the road here. They have, uh, if, if you're not familiar with it, they have this, this great story of, of how that company came to be after having, you know, vanished from the map for so many years. Um, and Charlie Nelson, local yeah, guy, so, he's so going around doing so all this Listen, stuff. Charlie's been here. Charlie and I have stood in this lane and shot. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a phenomenal company. They, they make... Uh, a terrific whiskey and uh, so that's the other part of this experience is besides getting to shoot a machine gun that you've never shot before you get an opportunity to try some local Tennessee whiskeys that maybe you haven't had before and maybe learn something about it in the process which I think is a great experience in and of itself that's excellent I've got Jeff and Jenny Pennington coming on uh, later this week yeah so we I'm love Penn Pennington's another wonderful yep. uh, absolutely great wonderful and, uh, and I'm sitting on them but Corsair is another good one yeah they're, they're <laughs> Corsair absolutely yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love that. Um, so, um, what else you guys got? What else you want to talk? Do you want to tell anything to oh. the general public? What do you guys want to talk about? Okay. Yeah, please. Do. Oh, we got to say it. Yeah, go say for it. Talk about it. One yeah. of the things we talked about, we mentioned briefly, was the uh, the live music coming online. So, yeah, according to the you know guidelines set again, we've been following everything by the book. Uh, you're allowed one or two players on a stage. You know, keep the social distance with your crowd. So we do have some live entertainment for our first time since being open lined up this week. Nice. So that's, that's tomorrow, Tuesday. You're yes. going to have live music. Phase two starts tomorrow. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So I can, and I'd we're like excited. To get the lineup uh, if that's okay. A hundred percent, man. So coming up tomorrow, you can go downtown, come out to Printer's Alley, come out to the whiskey shop. We've got live music. Who's playing? All right, we got seven to eleven. We're playing the four-hour slots on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We've got Jamie Baxter going to be here on Tuesday night. Uh, Brett Stratford-Smith is coming in for Wednesday. And, Eric, and Eli Locke is going to be here on Thursday, 7 to 11. Wow. So Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you've got live music from 7 to 11 on the stage downstairs. You can come out, drink some Tennessee whiskey. You can rent a gun, sit in a booth. So let's 
Well, now wait. Let's not forget Friday. Friday night, we got a we got a printer's alley. Uh, what would you it's call it? Nobility. Oh no, no, no. Can we not say it? You can't say it yet. I don't know if so we can say it. Right. We almost got oh, it. Oh no, no, we better not say it then. We'll oh, it. we got a we're teaser out. alert. I, 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 I was waiting for, for the confirmation, and I was trying to get it before we. We will, I tell you, we will talk about it on our Friday show. We're going to be talking about what's happening so in Nashville hopeful. Live. We get a schedule conflict, but we're hopeful we're going to have one of, of Jim and I's favorite musicians and one of Printer's Alley's favorite musicians in here on Friday night. Ooh. We're, we're excited at the opportunity and, and, and are looking forward to it. And then, yeah, so we're, we're excited about that. And um, we've got a social distancing plan set up for the guns. So. Um, you can be able to enjoy it uh, safely. You're wiping them off after every use. We're going to be, we're, uh, and you can see the up here, instead of using these booths, we're going to ask the people to comply and, and keep them. We're going to add some additional seating at these tables so that you're well long, you know, well more than six feet apart. Uh, you're actually, if you're going to a restaurant dining, you're closer than you will be shooting up in our lanes. So, uh, nice. So, We've got that. We, we offer uh, rubber gloves to use, not required, but we have them available if anyone would like to do that. Uh, every gun will be wiped off between usage, and uh, so we've taken, we've got all the precautions lined up so you can do it safely and, and just have a good time. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking the time today to sit down and talk to me, coming out here before you guys are opened and talk to me about kind of your vision, what you're doing. I wish you nothing but the best of success and um, I want to check back in on you. I bless you for, for having this whole concept. I think it's interesting the people that have planned to open places during this time. And I just, I feel for you in every, every sense of the world and want to do whatever I can to help promote you guys because this is a really cool concept. Well, I'm really excited about it. Absolutely. Thank really you. Really appreciate it. We do appreciate you. And, and, and again, to the folks listening out there, the, uh, the wait staff, the musicians, they're all anxious for you to come back. We'd love to see you in Printer's Alley. Heck yeah. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. All right. So thanks again to the Whiskey Shot for having me in the other day and uh, got to go test out their guns. And you know what? Just some really good guys and veterans who have a really unique idea and are following a dream. And I just I just wanted to come down there and, and tell you guys about what they're doing. And hopefully you can go give them a shot. Check them out. You like that? Give them a shot. <laughs> I got dad jokes for days, guys. So go and check them out. And um, like I said at the beginning of the show, we have a brand new website, NashvilleRestaurantRadio.com. Please check out KurtzHospitality.com as well as SpringerMountainFarms.com. You keep doing what you do out there. Stay safe. Love you guys. Bye.